welcome to the Feel Good in Body, Mind and Soul show. I'm your host, Isa Welly. I'm a registered nutritional therapist and a well-being coach, and I'm here to bring you tips, tools and conversations around nutrition, well-being, mindset to help you feel good in body, mind and soul. Hello guys, welcome back to my podcast, Izawali here. Thank you, thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is a little bit different from usual. I wouldn't say it's uh, non-health because I think everything in our lives, whether it's our career choices, our relationships, our environment, our thoughts, all of that impact our health and well-being. And I was keen on sharing this episode with you because, it, you know, it's closely linked to my uh, my health journey as well. So how I changed my career path in my mid-30s. So I used to be a professional dancer here in London. I worked with so many incredible artists, including Kylie Minogue, Take That. Um, I did a lot of shows uh, as in you know, The Voice, and X Factor, and all these TV shows. I did movies. I worked with Madonna on one of her movies. Um, I worked with so many artists, including loads of American artists that would come in the UK to have TV shows. So Snoop Dogg, Pharrell Williams, the list is very long, um, but all incredible artists. And that was a 15 years career that I really, really enjoyed. Um, it was a dream career. You know, I think I was maybe 11 or 12 when I decided that, unconsciously decided that there will be dancing in my life somehow. I saw, this is such a cliche story, but it's the truth. I watched um, Michael and Jeanette. Jackson, obviously, uh, video, uh, what's the name of that video? You know, the one is they only have released one video together. And I was like, what is that? I I don't even know how to explain this. I was already doing dance classes. I had already done a bit of dance uh, when I was younger, like seven, eight. Then when we moved to Paris, I started dancing as well. But I remember that video was like, no, no, this is it. This is life. This is what I need to be doing. I was obsessed. I'll play the video over and over. I'd learn all the moves. And I remember being at my dad's home in Togo on holidays because we're living already in Paris, going back home and being in that big living room. And I actually feel emotional thinking about this and just doing the steps, doing the steps. And just, and I was so happy, you know, these moments. Um, and eventually as I grew, as I was growing, growing up, I realized that I could not live without dancing. I could not live without moving. I was doing dance classes and I became really passionate and luckily I had talent <laughs> for it. And, um, I decided to become a professional dancer, you know, halfway through my studies, I studied, uh, business and international marketing. I did a bachelor. And then when I started my master's, my fifth year, I was like, okay, I'm out of, I'm out of here. I didn't even finish the year. I was like, this is it. And I started working as a professional dancer. And my first ever job was for, for Jerry Alliwell from the Spice Girls when she went solo and she was singing, it's running, man. Hallelujah. I'm a, I'm a terrible singer. I can dance, but I can't sing. But yeah, when she was doing um that TV promo and I did that, that was my very first professional dance job here in London. I think it was in 2004, I think. Or was it 2005? I think it was 2004 or something along those lines. 
and I hated it. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. I thought, what the hell? Like the choreographer was mean. The girls were nasty. It was just, it was, it really wasn't fun. I hated the job. I was sad. I felt bullied. I was bullied. Um, I hated it. I hated it. I thought it was awful. And I was like, is this what I want to do with my life? Like, does this job comes with this BS? And um, after that, I didn't work for a while. And for a while, I mean, like a month or two, I was really new in the industry. No one knew me. And I only had one agent, which I didn't really like either. And um, eventually I started signing for other agencies because when you're a professional dancer, you can have different agencies here in London. In the US, it's completely different. You only have one agent. And when you're a model, you can only have one agent. But as a professional dancer, you can have different agents, which I think is crap, but that's that's another story. Uh, but yeah, after that, I started working, doing different gigs. Um, I did a lot of fashion shows where you model and dance. And um, I can't remember my next few gigs, but I also remember one of my next big gigs was for Snoop and Pharrell. They were doing Drop It Like It's Hot at the Brits. That was in 2005. So that would have been a year after and I did that gig. And again, I was so nervous, but it was such a different process. Fatima was choreographing. She's a huge, huge, huge American choreographer. Uh, she's done with, she's choreographed so many incredible videos, um, including Remember the Time from Michael Jackson. So, I mean, it's pretty legend, legendary video, legendary artist. And she, um, the process was better and I enjoyed that more. And then Obviously, I stayed as a professional dancer because I loved it so much. And I started working, worked, picked up from 2006 when I did my first tour that was for, for Kylie Minogue. And then from there, my career sort of really picked up and I worked and danced till 2016-ish. And um, I loved it. I loved it, guys. I loved my career. I lived my dreams. I traveled. I've met incredible people. I've lived in incredible places. I've, I mean, it was incredible. It's just I'm really grateful. I had an incredible career um, and it's not the way for everybody because it's such a competitive <laughs> industry. You know, there are millions of us and on a tour, there's space for 10 people, you know, so it's very competitive. You have to work really hard, but really grateful and proud that I succeed. But <clears throat> in 2015, before 2015, actually, I think in 2012, I started feeling like, do you know what? I think I'm done. I feel like I've done a lot of incredible jobs. I feel like my career wasn't fulfilling me anymore the way I wanted it. I started getting not bored, but a little bit blasé. And it was like, I didn't want to be blasé about a job, a job I dreamt about so for so long, a job I wanted so bad. And I was like, it's time to think about an exit plan and I had no plans like no zero and I was like okay let me start playing with things so I tried acting so I did acting classes I did presenting classes I loved presenting but when I did all these classes and I started to dabble in these I thought I actually don't want to really stay on that side of the camera I knew that I didn't want to see in the entertainment industry I loved being a dancer but I felt like it's such a it can be such an un unhealthy industry um it's a mindfuck <laughs> the entertainment industry is hardcore like entertainment fashion industry I'm like oh my god really and I knew that I really didn't want to stay in there but at the same time I felt like all my skills I'm such a performer I love entertaining people I love to chat like all my skills I felt like what am I going to do with myself like I've always been 
you know, I've always been a performer, like the way I look, the way I present myself, the fact that I can dance, I can model, like, so it was really hard. But eventually, as my health started deteriorating, I started having all these gut health issues and all of that. I fell in love with looking after myself. And I realized that, wow, this is something I could do, like learn to look after myself and teach other people how to do it. And that's kind of how things went. So in 2015, I had no plan B, no plans. And this is very typical of me. And before I even get into the process and share my lessons and my mistakes, and I think this is going to be a fairly long episode. I'm not suggesting you have to do things the way I'm doing. I've done them. I just want to share because I've learned so much. And I know many people can benefit from this because we lose confidence in ourselves as we grow. Can I change career in my 30s? Can I change career in my 40s, in my 50s? Oh my God. And yes, you can. But let's get back to this. So I had no plans and I was like, I'm done. It was the last take that tour, the last take that tour, sorry. It was the one with Robbie, I think. Robbie Williams came back. Was it the last one with Robbie? Yeah, Robbie came back. It was a great tour. It was a huge tour, a huge, huge stage. I think it was 30 of us dancers. Loved the tour. All my mates were on it. Like we had a great time. Do you know what I mean? But during the tour, I was also working in the kitchen in the day. The take that boys that had a, a private chef on tour and he was cooking like really healthy. They were really into their health, especially Gary, um, especially Gary, Gary Bardo. He was really into his health. So their private chef was cooking all these things. And I was like, you know, I'm really curious and interested in all of this. Can I come and just be in the kitchen with you and help out, like cut the veg and all of that? And that's what I did for during the tour. I'll go there, I think at least four or five days in the week. Go there in the day, cook, help, learn all these recipes. They cooked a lot from Hemsley, um, the sisters, um, Melissa, and I forgot the name of the, the other sister. I don't follow her. I follow Melissa Hemsley. She's great. She's fantastic. I really like her and her recipes from their book. So I learned a lot of like natural cooking, fun, cute recipes, and I really enjoyed it. And I was like, oh, this is good. But at the same time, I was like, I would not want to be a chef. I'm not chef material. Like, I don't want to do the precise, like, like I knew myself and like, I was like, this is not for me. But I was really grateful for the opportunity and the experience. Um, so after that tour, I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm done. What am I going to do? No plan. So I kind of went a bit into a depression, if I'm honest, if I'm looking back. And I talk about this in my health journey episode, which I think is the very first or second episode of this podcast. I I just, yeah, I fell into a depression because I was so scared. I was like, what am I going to do? Um, how are things going to go? I was tired of traveling. I was trying to be in the entertainment industry. I was desperate for a change, but also for a change of job and lifestyle. But my depression was very much my my whole body, my ego, everything saying, don't leave your job, don't leave your job. It's safe, it's safe. You know this, you know this, you know this. And I was just letting fear drive, drive my decisions, drive me. And I sort of went in, be into a dark hole there for, for a bit. But I knew that I needed peace, I needed calm. I wanted to feel grounded. I didn't want to be all over the place for 10 years, 10 over 10 years, like for almost 15 years I've been traveling. And, you know, I was just like, I want to be in the same spot. I want to be in a relationship. I want to meet someone. I want to have friends that I can see regularly. So I stopped and I looked for a part-time job. So I went back 
to hospitality because at the beginning of my dance career, I did waitressing in clubs and bars for about a year and a half, two years, up till 2006, until that tour with Kylie um, to make sure I could pay my bills if I didn't have a dance job because I wasn't working a lot yet. So when I quit, I went back to that. I didn't want to go back to it, but I was like, listen, you can get good money, you can work, you can do hostessing and figure this out. So I uh, did, I went back, I did door girl, hostessing, I worked in restaurant as a hostess. It was tough at times because I feel like, I I felt at times I was going back, if you know what I mean. Like, again, my ego was taking a hit a bit. I was like, oh God, it feels like I'm really starting from zero. But I thought, hang on to this. You need the money. You need to pay your bills while you figure the next step out. So I had already in 2013, before I quit dance, I had already trained as a Pilates teacher, but I wasn't teaching yet. I wanted to have that qualification because I loved Pilates and the teacher, and I talked about this in the episode called uh, How I Became a Pilates Teacher, if you want to check that one out. But my Pilates teacher was like, you're really good. Just do the training. It's a life skill. You can teach if it's not now, later. And I'm really happy I listened to her because I did the training and I had that. So when I started working as a hostess, I thought, let me start looking um, for work as well uh, and start finding studios where I could teach. So I did that. So going back to my health and how my health linked during this time where I was depressed and just felt really dark, I basically, that's when my gut health issues really kicked, really kicked off. Stress, gut health, BV, thrush, fatigue, acne. I guess my body was also coming down after a 10 years, <laughs> a 10 years, a 10 plus years of traveling, drinking, shitty diets, Haribo's. I mean, the whole thing, you know. Um, so that's sort of just to put how everything was linked for me. Um, so... I, yeah, so I worked in bars and um, worked in bars uh, and started looking for classes to teach. While all of that was happening and wasn't taking too, my ta- too much of my time, I had a lot of time in the day. So I thought, Do you know what, fuck it. I want to have a business of some sort. I want to keep working for myself. I don't want to work for people. And I know that. And it's got to be online because I want to be able to travel, to live. If I want to move back to Togo, to France, or whatever I want to do. I still want to have that freedom because I knew what that freedom felt like. So I came across Marie Folio. So I was already really, I was following a lot of health um, practitioners online. And I think Melissa Ambrosini, she um, is like a, a health coach. Um, I used to follow her because she used to be a professional dancer as well in London before she moved back to the to Australia and became this huge coach and she's a huge brand now. And she interviewed Marie on her podcast or something or a show. And I watched it and I thought, oh my God, this is what I want. I want a career similar to hers. Who is this Marie girl? Let me check out the school. And she had this online program called the B School. And I was like, okay, it's 2,000 pounds. That's a lot of, no, it was 1,500 pounds. I said $2,000. I was like, fuck, <laughs> there's a lot of money. I've just retired. Like I'm trying to figure myself out. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to invest in it. Something in me was like, just go for it. You're not going to regret this. Go for it. You're going to put yourself in debt, but do it. So I went and I did it. I loved it. I loved it. I 
absolutely loved it. Every minute of it, I've learned so much. I had no idea what it meant to even have a, have a business online, build a brand, all these wording. I was like, what the hell? But I knew I wanted something like that. So I did Marie Folio B School and it just put me in the world I wanted to be in, the digital business world. And it helped me build my brand and an online presence. So I started building my website, uh, an Instagram um, you know, I did my first website myself because I didn't have the budget to hire someone and I knew I could do it because I had a lot of time and I could just look at tutorials and that's what I did. But I had no offers. I wasn't selling anything. I just wanted to have a website that said I was a Pilates teacher. I taught here. This is who I am. You know, thinking back, the website, my first website was a crappy one, but I was doing it right? And that was one of my first lessons. Just go and get started. Do it. It doesn't matter how good it is. Just do it. So I was studying online marketing through B-School and anything I could put my hands on, any free um, conferences, talks. I was listening to these. I was teaching in studios in the evening. I was working in a restaurant as a hostess. And, and I did on and off hospitality gigs like that to complement my income, you know, and all was going well. Um, and the teaching, my Pilates teaching started picking up, right? So I... Um, I had a, um, so I, yeah, so I quit, I stopped doing hospitality and I went full-time teaching. And that was great also because back to investing in myself in something I really believe in. And if I tell you how much money I have invested in myself the past 10 years, you'll be like, excuse me, what? <laughs> but not only I made that money back, but the growth and the knowledge and the skills I've had from those investments are for a lifetime like for a lifetime. And I'll come back to these in a bit. So my Pilates training is a start training. And I really, really recommend that one for anybody looking to train as a Pilates teacher. It was a great qualification. And it really helped me get through the door because all these big studios in London were like, oh my God, yeah, this is a great training. You also experienced, you have, you've taught dancing before. I mean, I've been teaching dancing since I was like 12 or 13. I used to assist my dance teacher. So I was a confident teacher, a background as a dancer. I knew my line. I knew my shit. I was like, I, I can do this, <laughs> you know? Um, so fairly quickly, I start working for really good studios and that really helped me come out of my low mood, my depression. And I started attracting some great work. People would see me. Like I remember like filming some classes, um, some videos in parks uh, for my Instagram and people would come like literally two or three times people would come and be like, oh my God, I have a studio. Can you come and teach for me? And I was like, yes, manifest, <laughs> you know? Uh, and meanwhile, I was still building my online, uh, my online brand. And I just, I enjoyed that whole time. It was just such a great creative time for me um, because it also gave me confidence that, okay, I can be something else than a dancer. Dance is not life there's something else for me out there I can be creative in different ways and and uh yeah I was I was I was I was really happy about it um teachers in studios unless you work as a, a yoga teacher and you're like super famous those yoga celebs I call them uh you don't earn that much and where where while I was making okay money I'm really grateful because 
of my Instagram, brands started approaching me. And Adidas was the very first big brand that gave me huge opportunities. They flew me to um, LA a couple of times to shoot campaigns. I did a lot of work for, for them here in London as well teaching I did swimwear campaign like I did a lot of things for Adidas and I'm forever grateful for them and it's a funny one because it's a circle back because one of my very first fashion shows as a dancer and model in London was for uh was for Adidas and I worked a lot for this company um god I forgot they do fashion shows they hire dancers um and they would take us to Nuremberg the Adidas um Adidas headquarters where we'll do all the collections the shows and it was incredible so for me it was a little wink from the universe saying don't worry I got you you know like your life is not over it's about to start again and and literally my life started again like a second chapter and I'm saying this and I'm like smiling because I'm thinking god I wish I could tell myself that when I was depressed for those six months when I retired that oh my god you have no idea you're going to do incredible things. You're going to be so excited. You're going to create. You're going to, you're going to feel even freer than when you were a dancer because you're going to be your own boss, right? So anyway, Adidas gave me all of that and obviously increased my income and my income was much higher. And I then decided, listen, I love nutrition. I'm going to invest into, you know, going to school. So I signed up at CNM for a three years nutritional therapies course, which was about, let's say 12,000 pounds or something like that, something like that. And I loved doing that, really loved it. Again, I wasn't sure I wanted to be a nutritionist, but I knew that I wanted and I needed the skills. And I knew that no matter what I do, knowing how to eat, how to heal my own body, my families, my friends' bodies and mind and soul with food is a power, is a skill, and I wanted that skill. So off I went and I started. I didn't have the 12,000 pound cash straight away. I had a, not even half, but I could pay the first year and bets. I remember my boyfriend helped me as well the first few months. But then as soon as I signed at the school, I did book a campaign and work will come in and and I didn't need to go into debt and it was fine for the three years I paid it and it was totally fine. Uh, and I'm really, really for, lucky for that because, I mean, I would have figured it out. You know, I think when you're self-employed, that's the thing with being self-employed and having a lot of skills is that with money, we always manage to figure it out and I know this can sound so privileged to say because listen I live in London I live in an able body and you know I'm fortunate to be healthy to be able to get out there to have all these skills and be like okay I can quickly go and do a dance job I can do I can go and work in a club I can like I can do so many things I have a a, a BA in business and marketing, I can figure things out. So I always took risks because I, I always knew that I could bet on myself. So I went and trained as a nutritional therapist for three years. And then I also did a six months course as a health coach with IHS. It's an Irish, I think, are they Irish? I think it's an Irish school. That was great as well. The classes were here in London at St. Regent's University. That was in the, I would say maybe like a thousand or two thousand pounds, something like that. And while I was doing that, I kept training in marketing, online business, how to build a business, marketing, self-development. I had one-on-one business coaches. I worked with four to five business coaches in the past six, seven years. 
I kept investing in myself and I'm going to probably say that a lot in this episode, but that I think is one of my strengths. I always bet on myself first. I always bet on myself. I'm like very early on, I understood I'm the hero of my own life. If anything, if I need to be saved, only I can save myself. So I'm going to invest in myself. I'm going to get the skills I need to get. I'm going to make that money and I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm going to figure it out. So I've invested and like having skills. Now, the other side of that is sometimes I go overboard and there are times where I was like, okay, calm down. You don't need another 20 courses. Like my friends are like, okay, what course are you doing at the moment? (laughs) You know, it's like, calm the heck down, you know, but I do it. I love it. And I also love studying. So I did that. And then, yeah, the pandemic happened. And that's when things really shifted in my career. The pandemic happened. I graduated as the pandemic was happening. And I started working online straight away. And where I was really fortunate and I guess also clever in a way is that I already had built online following. So when I graduated, it was quite easy for me to start having clients because I was already working online, talking online, teaching, doing all these things, you know? So that was a really good move. So I shifted online straight away. I started working online as a nutritionist, doing one-on-one. I worked with a coach, Morgana, which I would love to have on my podcast. I love her. Uh, she's a business and life coach and she transformed my my life. I'm not going to lie because my mindset wasn't the same before I started working with her and she really showed me who I was and things I wasn't seeing, skills I have. And she was like, you're great. You know, we see ourselves as good, but I think sometimes it's important to bring in someone else that's going to show you, you deserve this, you're worth way more than you think. So go for it. Have that confidence to go for your dreams. Like, you know what I mean? So the pandemic happened, one-on-one nutrition, and I started teaching online. Because all the studios closed and I went into a split of second of panic. It was really quick. It was half a day. I was like, oh my God, my income is dead. <laughs> I'm teaching studios. All the studios are closed. People are saying it's for two weeks. People are saying, no, it's a big thing. This is going to be a long time. Literally that morning, I was like, nope, we're not going into a depression, a meltdown or anything. You've got an online following. Roll your mat out. Start teaching. Just teach from the spare bedroom. And that's what I did. And it went amazingly well. Again, having built that following and having invested in online marketing, knowing how to promote myself really came in handy at that time. Let me tell you. So my classes went really well. I had so many classes during the pandemic, especially the first six months. A lot of students, my old students from studios, but also lots of new students from online, And I was doing those classes, was going great. And I started having requests. People were like, can you do a beginner's class? Can you do a beginner's course? I was like, a course? God, who's going to buy a course from me? Like, I still saw myself as that little newbie girl. So I was like, okay, I'll do a beginner's course. I'll do something for 29 pound, five small classes. And hopefully I'll sell at least 10 because it's going to take me half a day to film. So at least it covers that. So my boyfriend literally filmed it. I still remember and I'm having goosebumps because those first classes, those first clients, those first everything are so special, aren't they? So he filmed it and I put it online and oh my god I sold like hundreds I can't you know I was like what is happening like I had no idea 
again, I did a sales page and I knew how to do these things because I had done my portfolio. So I went to revisit all of that, but I had no idea because for me, I was like, yeah, people follow me, but I never sold. I've never asked anybody money in exchange of a digital product. I was like, are people going to be like, mm, nah, I can do this for free. Or, you know, I, I just didn't know. I put it out there. It sold out. And I was like, wow, okay, this is a thing. <laughs> this is a big thing. And it was a revelation. And I was like, this is amazing. I can create products and live my dream of living wherever I want. And this is it, right? And then shortly after that, I did another course, Sarah Dan. Hey, Sarah Dan. I love her too. I'd love to have her on my podcast. She's a huge coach. Like I love her. I did her course called 100K Sales System. And I felt so inspired by that and that course really helped me create more courses. So I started doing courses, nutrition courses on constipation, weight management, gut health, all of these created. And I loved that year, those two years during the pandemic, because it really allowed me to be creative and yeah, try things, you know, and see and see what happened. And again, I was very much like I did the approach that I always do. I'll do it and then I'll see what happened. I always do that. And I think it's such a dancer mentality because as a dancer, so many times a choreographer will say, okay, guys, you are going to need to roller skate because you're going to roller skate next week in front of 80,000 people with Robbie Williams. Good luck. Bye. And you'll be like, fuck, I've never roller skated in my life. So I brought this mentality back with me, like the resilience that I will figure this shit out. I'll make it work. I'll make it happen. You know, that's how, that's how I am in my life. And it really helped me in my career as well when I shifted. So yeah, I started creating courses and seeing what worked. I did a lot of mistakes. Some courses, didn't work somewhere worked amazingly well and I started understanding a little bit more the online world the fitness world the health world what people wanted what people needed and I started building a more loyal community as well on my mailing list not just on social media because people that are on social media they might connect with me but when you come onto my mailing list it's very much like these people want to hear from me and for me that's the roots these are like really like my people 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 <laughs> you know what I mean they want to read me every week so it's like okay cool they they like my vibe you know so that's when the big shift happened really uh and when the pandemic stopped I didn't go back to studio because obviously my income was completely different completely different right what I could earn from creating a course for from one course at 29 pound you can imagine you sell 100 that is very different from when you go and teach and the studio will pay you 40 pound for a class or 50 pounds or sometimes 30 pounds plus one pound per student. So it's a completely different ball game. And also I had qualified as a nutritionist. So I was doing that as well. I was completely online. And what I liked about my work and really I'm being really transparent and honest with you here. It wasn't just the money side of things because I was earning good money. I hadn't reached my money goals yet, but it was the impact I was making. I felt like I could reach to so many people online so much faster with my free as well as my paid content. And I started getting a lot of emails. Oh my God, I do your YouTube classes. Oh my God, because I've seen this video where you're talking about this recipe and this and this about you. It really helped my gut health. And I was like, and that, yes, it is a stroke to my ego, but it just gives you that push that extra purpose and I just I felt so 
I don't know, it motivate me, it motivated me and it still motivates me till today. That's one of the reasons why I love my job. My, one of the reasons why I love my job so much because I can really create an impact in people's lives, in people's health. And that is priceless. It's like a privilege and I, and I love it and I cherish it so much. So day to day. Now I want to share with you and I'm going to come back to some bits and bobs that I wanted to talk about. I'm reading my notes quickly here, my day to day life and how things are for me now. But before I talk about how things are, I want to talk about the mistakes I've made and the lessons I've learned, especially. My very first mistake in all of these, and I learned from that, is not having enough savings to see me through a change of career because money stress can ruin your health, your mental health, the stress, stress on your gut health, money issues. And I'd love to talk more about money because I've had a complicated and much better now journey with money. Oh my God, my habits have improved so much, but I can still see when I start overspending, usually I've got something going on in my life. Like I'm not happy. Something is happening. It's like a way, a coping mechanism for me, right? Like I'm bored or something, there's some things happening. And these are things I've learned with times. But my first big mistake was not having enough savings and not sorting out my finance. When I was a dancer, I didn't save money. I spent so much. Oh my God. And I'll come back to that another episode. But I would recommend if you're changing career, it's good to have a bit of savings, you know, so you can take time to figure things out without being under pressure. I still made it happen. I had some debts. I'm actually debt free. I think now, you know, I think I have a credit card that's maybe 400 pounds left on there, but, and I've come a long way with finances, but yeah, so big, big one, have some savings if you can, just to have that cushion, that, that blanket of security is important. Number two, I think at the beginning, I've listened too much to my ego and I've let fear take the main seat, the driver's seat. My ego was really loud. Like, how are you going to cope? You're going to start again. Hey, look at you. You're like a professional dancer. You're on top of your career. You're working with this incredible artist. You're traveling all the time. Are you going to then stop and work in a bar? Like, and then go and teach like, hello. <laughs> so it was very much that, right? Whether it was like, unconscious pressure from myself from society what I should be and everybody and I had a lot of friends were like oh my god you should completely like you know do acting you look amazing you should do this you should do that and I was like should I be listening to them and I'm really happy I didn't but I wish I didn't let the fear drive my decision too much as well at the beginning but again I've learned and it is what it is I'm passing on the mistakes and then my third big mistake is not reaching out for help when I retired and that behavior really fucks me up. Let's be real here. Like mentally and physically, when I went into that depression, I could have picked up my phone and reached out to everybody and anybody, maybe older dancers that had retired, uh, but I felt so lonely. I felt ashamed. I felt so many negative feelings that I wanted to keep. I wanted to basically keep them to myself. I didn't want to call people and say, I don't know what to do. I'm so sad. I'm so scared. Like, I felt vulnerable and I didn't want to show my vulnerability. It's something I really used to struggle with. I would never, ever show that I would cry or be vulnerable. Like, hell no. Things are different now. But 
yeah, that mentality and not reaching out really didn't help me. So I would say these were my three big mistakes kind of thing. And from the lessons, I've learned so many incredible lessons. And the first one is that self-doubt will paralyze you. But if there is a little voice in you that is saying, go for it, listen to it and just go, go for it, do it. Lesson two, drop the ego, like I just said who you should be, who you think, you know, society is telling you to be, the old stories that you no longer serve you, drop them. If you have the means, if you can afford, work with a mindset coach, someone who's going to really help see you as the beautiful, talented, skilled human that you are and we all are, right? We tend to minimize those, but work with someone who's going to help you see you for who you are and all these beautiful things you have to offer the world. Number three, I would say clarity comes from action. And this is something I've learned from Marie Folio. When you don't know what to do, do it, do something. Because as you're doing, you're going to get clearer. Like for me, I trained as a, I trained, no, I didn't train as an actress, but I did some classes. I did some presenting classes. I worked in a kitchen. I'm sure I'm forgetting half of the things I did. I've done so many things, you guys, like (laughs) so many things. But by doing them, I was like, nope, nope, not that. Mm, This may be a bit different. Mm, Yep. Mm -hmm. And I still do that now. Sometimes it costs me a bit of money. I'll go and I'm like, I really want to do this course. I feel like it would work. I ask around and I do it and everybody's like, no, I'm not buying this. And I'm like, shit. And then, you know, I'm like, okay, this is not it. Or I'll start doing it. I'm like, I hate this course so much. I can't even put it out there. Like clarity comes from action. So you don't know what to do. You're thinking about it. Don't stay in the sofa. Go and get the thing started. Go do something, right? So you can figure it out. Another thing is, another lesson I learned is that we don't know the unknown. And it is scary. It can really be scary. But the only way to find out is to move forward. And I think it goes hand to hand with clarity comes from action. You don't know what's going to happen. But the only way to find out is to go and move forward, right? Lesson, get a coach, invest in a course, business coach, or whatever skill is that that you're doing. When I became a nutritional therapist, I actually also had a mentor who became my friend, Anushka Devi. And she mentored me for a few sessions. I just wanted to feel extra confident. My first few cases, if I had a complex cases, I would work with her through it. She'll be like, okay, approach it this way. Have you thought about this? And I was basically giving her the money I was earning. But for me, that again, molded me into the practitioner I am today. I've learned so much with investing anytime I could. I would, every time I earn money, half of it go into reinvesting into myself, you know, into being a better human a better nutritional therapist and I and I think it's very very important and I've never ever regretted doing that and as a fact that's what gives me the, the confidence to take risks in my life to go and try things because I've invested in myself I always bet on myself and I believe that I will learn I know that I'm a hard-working girl I'll put the work into it and I'll figure it out but investing in myself educating myself building my knowledge has really, really helped me. And that is, if there's one lesson I want you to keep from this episode, is probably that one. And yeah, feel confident in the knowledge you have. It will always back you up. You know, feel confident in anything and everything you'll learn. It will always serve you and it will always back you up. 
Last but not least, not last but not least, one more. I can make happen what I think, see, and believe in. I remember writing that down in my journal. I can make happen what I think, see, and believe in. Meaning, if we don't believe in things, like, and this is something I've also, this is a mindset shift that happened also when I worked with my coach, uh, Morgana, for, I think we were together for six or seven months. She would put, present things in a way that I was like, wow, I never thought I could do that. But now that you're putting it out there, it's a possibility, right? It's it's possible. I can see it. I can make sense of it. I can believe it. So I'm going to make it happen. And again, that goes back to working with someone who can show you different options, different perspective, who can broaden your perspective, right? Who can make you see big because we see small. And this also reminds me Oprah Winfrey. She was saying that when she was young and she had her first job as a broadcaster. She was so excited. I think she was in her early 20s. She was so happy. And she said, quote unquote, in my little mind, that was the biggest and the best job I could ever have in my in my life. I mean, look where she is now, right? She's like, she's mogul. She's, she's a big deal. It's Oprah Winfrey. So that's the thing. It's opening our, our mind to what we can do to bigger and better possibilities is very important. And to do that, you need to see other people, maybe that look like you doing the thing work with coaches so that you can believe that you can achieve that as well last but not least in my lessons is the new universe has my back I shall trust I shall let go and just trust the process and for me personally the universe has never let me down and every time in any situation including becoming a mom that I'm like fuck can I actually do this <laughs> I say that as an affirmation every morning 10 times in a day and and yeah the universe has my back and things always fall into place and things work out if you are at crossroads and you know you are in a place where you need help in taking actions you're moving forward to living your dream life whether it's career related relationship health well-being anything I want to share these five questions with you to help you to help to guide you five journaling questions so the first one is what makes your soul jump and this is a great question to journal on if you're ready to change but you're not sure what direction to go towards number two what would happen if you follow your heart and that little voice that gut feeling telling you to change or to do this specific thing what would happen number three what is the worst possible outcome is this realistic write it down all of it and if you're as dramatic as me and I've been these are exercises I do with my clients in my coaching package and I'm going to talk about that package in a bit but I also have done this myself to myself I'm like okay what's the worst outcome and I'm like oh my god I'm gonna lose all my money I'm gonna be homeless oh my god like it goes into this whole big dramatic thing that doesn't happen has never happened so what is the worst outcome is it realistic right write it all down and read it back to yourself and what is the best outcome what could the best outcome be if you follow your heart your intuition and do that thing that you want to do make that change happen feel healthier happier build and create that dream life that you want what would be the best outcome what would it be would it mean that you can do what you want have more freedom support your parents support your family move and live on the other side of the world like what would that be who would you be able to support besides yourself and that's such an important question that will really fuel you and what would your life feel like without doing this thing that you feel like you might want to do right what would your life feel like 
if you did it. So if you're currently stuck in your life, health, well-being, anything and everything, I would love to have a chat with you. I'll be honored to be your guide to help you declutter through it, to put order into things, to take action because Besides my experience as a nutritional therapist, as a well-being coach, I also have my life experience. I've shared a small part of it with you today. I can help you go through things. I can help you declutter and put things in order. So drop me an email. Let's have a a chat, a 30-minute chat. It's a free chat with no commitment. I'd love to hear your story. And also, I'd love to know if I can actually help you, right? So you can email me at info at easywelly.com. I work on monthly basis. I have a great coaching program that I'd love to share with you where we work on your health, on your well-being, on your career. If you need, if it's something that needs support, uh, your relationship, your environment, it's a 360 program. It's a holistic program to help you feel good in body, mind, and soul, because this is what I'm all about. It's never just about the diet and the exercise, about everything. It's about finding that balance, not perfectly, but reaching that Et voilà for today's episode. I actually skipped a part because I feel like this this is so long. And I think that part that I saved, it's like my day-to-day life and how I run my business could be another episode. If it's something you'd like to hear, uh, let me know. DM me on Instagram or just drop me an email in whatisawelly.com. I am so grateful for you. Thank you for listening to the episode. If you listen to the whole of it, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you feel inspired that you inspired. I hope that you've learned something and thank you again and yeah reach out if you need support so much love